Welcome to Write, Read, and Write. I am Adam Preston Peril, and I am joined by Josiah Seth Gray to start off season two of this wonderful podcast for students of English, or maybe just those interested in listening to content focused on both comprehension and expression, you know, reading and writing. And we're really happy to be back for a second season. We began this podcast socially distant, and we've actually, we've grown even further apart. Um, Adam, so would you like to tell the audience where you are? Yes, I would. I am in the wonderful country of Thailand, specifically, not pacifically, because that's an ocean, specifically on the island of Koh Samui. Uh, Josiah, where are you in the world? Uh, well, Adam, you seem to be enjoying tropical islands, yes, sand, surf, sunshine. Alliteration? No, uh, no, obviously not, because alliteration uh, doesn't start with S. Uh, but so that's that's a little bit embarrassing for you. But for me, uh, I'm on also an island. It's not hot. It's very cold. So I don't get any sand, sunshine, or surf. No, I'm in the UK, which really earns its stereotype for being super bleak and gray. Oh, just like your last name. Yes, but gray with an E because that's like sad. I'm gray with an A. That's very happy, right? Yeah, totally and the way, I, the way I remember that is gray is A for America, so that's G-A-R-Y in America, and gray is E in England, G-R-E-Y in England. Is that how you remember it? Yes and no. Actually, technically gray is with an A is Scottish as well. It's all very confusing. Well, that's why I said E for England, not Scotland. Thank you, Josiah. Oh, okay. Uh, correct. <laughs> because English are the English. Anyways, anyways. Um, so our setting our settings have changed, you know, and and it's been quite a few months since our last broadcast. But our our mission remains the same. We would like to continue our explanations and discussions of various reading and writing skills that our students might need to develop for their exams or perhaps for their personal interest in better understanding the world that we live in and communicating in it. So this season, we'll try to get a bit more specific. Maybe we'll have some more examples. So we'll, there'll be a bit of a shift of events or the focus of a story or the description. And we're, we're going to think about what makes something move forward or regress or just kind of stagnate. And with a change in the order or details of information, let's say in an essay or an article, we can persuade differently. We can argue more effectively. A discussion can be made to lean towards one side of a dispute or another. Both structure and plot are pretty powerful. So I guess in summary, what we're kind of saying is this season, we're going to try to bring all of this to the front of our discussion. And we're going to try to help you, our listeners, out as you develop your mastery over plot and structure, whether that's fiction or nonfiction, and overall just your understanding of the sequence and events as you read and you write. And it is our hopes that in keeping this introductory episode short, so first I'm going to ask you, Josiah, what is your favorite plot structure or sequence? What plots have you appreciated in film or literature to start us off? Ooh, to start us off. So it sounds like you're you're talking about tropes. Are are we getting tropey, Adam? That wasn't exactly what I was thinking, but let's go for it. 
Oh, great! Because I was gonna, I was gonna make us go for it, whether you wanted to or not. Because I love tropes; they're so much fun. And for you, our listeners, uh, if you don't know what a trope is, it's that's kind of like a, a plot device that's been used you know, time and time again in different stories in different ways over years. And so, a lot of these plot devices, uh, they kind of they start to influence the story structure, the sequence in a lot of different ways. And so for me, one of my favorite tropes is it's kind of like when the character wakes up in like an empty room at the start of the story and they've got no memories. And honestly, this trope is it's so overused. It it becomes a bit of a cliche. And that's what when you're thinking about story structure, you want to avoid those things that kind of become all old and boring. But uh, this this trope is really fun because uh, for me, I think it's fun because it's such a great starting point. And as a kid, it was such a fun starting point for a lot of video games. So I played a lot of Link games as a kid. And if you think about like every Link game you've ever played, uh, he, he normally wakes up in this room and he's like, oh, you know, holy crap. You know, where am I and and how did I get there? And uh, and what what happened to my shirt? Because yeah, he normally doesn't have a shirt. And And actually, as I'm thinking about that, Normally, all the mysteries are solved except for the shirt. They never get back to what, you know, what happened to the shirt. So, Nintendo, if you're listening, please explain that. But anyway, uh, I like that this trope, uh, it, it's used so much in stories, and I actually used it in my story. I like it that much. But I did put my own twist on it, so it doesn't feel as much of a, clay, a cliche, you know, at, not quite as much. But, Adam, do you have any plot structured tropes that you like? Well, I think my favorite um, comes from a very stereotypical hero's journey, crossing the threshold moment. There are many ways to express how a character is forced to go onto adventure. But my favorite is when the hero's home, village, their hangout, their personal space is like burned or destroyed. It forces them to leave. They have nothing to go back to. I think writers may use this trope when they don't know how to get a character to like go on the adventure because they're hesitating to journey forward and if you have nothing to go back to and you have a sense of anger to an attacker then there's nothing left to do but get revenge it's my favorite because you know even though it it is a trope and it's simple to use and you know it has this method i just like the idea of you know melting down your cooking pots having nothing to go back to and just having to move forward for that sort of revenge adjacent adventure. Yeah, that's a great example of a very famous trope. The, the hero's journey is such a beloved classic. And and maybe even at some point, we should probably maybe talk a bit more about that. But there are other like um, story structures like the heroine's journey or there's like the falling arc. And I don't think we've ever actually talked about those. And those would be great uh, less used tropes and, and story structures that we could maybe discuss some other time. Um, and just, we're, we still have a little bit of time. So I just want to talk about another plot structure that I love, and, and that is the, the plot twist. And it's, it's so good. Um, we could spend an entire hour talking about great stories that have wonderful plot twists, the ones we don't see uh, coming. And then we, 
we could actually spend another hour talking about all the terrible stories that get this wrong because it, it's actually quite hard to do right um in most murder stories they have one of these at you know the end of the story and you expect some kind of twist and it's like uh you know oh yeah yeah adam was uh you, you think he's definitely the, the killer clown that's that's haunting the school and and then you find out at the end you know no it was actually josiah who's the killer clown and and you should have seen this because it was foreshadowed earlier in the book when we found that he wear, wears fake hair and he tells stupid jokes and maybe he's got like a stash of uh of, uh, like balloons in his desk drawer and like all of these things should have glued us in that he was a killer and well um, almost none of those things are true for me I'll let you decide which ones um, but that would be a, a great for a plot twist and that'd be quite fun right I think that everyone's pretty happy that you're in the UK uh, you know safe and far away from them yeah well this, is, this, this whole segment is getting pretty intense sorry about that um, I, I promise I'm not a killer crowd, clown. I don't believe you. Right. <laughs> I promise. Uh, well, we should probably stop uh, stop this before our listeners, you know, really think we've kind of lost it for our second season here. But before that, uh, any last thoughts? Well, I want to keep the episode short, and you know, we we tend to get up to twenty minutes sometimes. Um, so let's keep this last thought short. So, dear listener. I just want you to know, you do not need an original plot or device or structure. That's why we talked about tropes. You do, however, need to think about your plot, your device, your structure before you write it. And we talked about this in a planning episode. Because if you don't, you run the risk of not communicating clearly and or having to edit like so much, like tons of editing. So that's my advice. Great. So have your plot structure, know what tropes you are going to use and why and which ones are dumb and which ones are awesome. Uh, and that's an excellent uh, note to end on. I'm sure we'll be, be talking about something else next week. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I hope you do join us next week. Until then, this has been Write, Read, and Write, and we will see you next time.